0: What is up everybody? Joe Sib here with my co-host, Anaya Bogue. Rad Parenting kicking it off. Gotta thank everyone for all the emails. Keep those coming. Radparenting at gmail.com. Best part about it is if you um, if you if you ask a really serious question, Anaya Bogue will hit you a personal answer.
1: Eventually, yes.
0: No, you do good with that.
1: I try, but just bear with me. Anybody who's written an email that has not yet been answered, it's just a matter of me like getting getting to it uh, among all the other And a lot of it has to plan. do
0: with me because uh, I, I facilitate. I get the emails. I kind of decide, hey, I can answer this one. Uh, Whoa, I cannot answer that one. And then I forward them on mm-hmm. to Anea and say, hey, can you take a second and answer these? Also, if you're emailing radparenting.com, and using uh, our page on there to ask us any questions. Those will also be answered in a timely fashion. But we're so blown away, and I speak for Aenea, I know this when we're just humbled by the amount of people listening to the show. And like I said yesterday, or last week on the show, I made a joke about the reviews that we get on iTunes, and, and one of the reviews said, it's changed the way that I parented, and I think you guys misunderstood when I said, oh my God, that scares me because when I say it scares me, what I meant was, when I was a kid growing up, if you would have said to my dad, you know, hey, someday your son Joe, and you would have <laughs> been like the dude over there drinking a 40 with the mohawk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Parenting <laughs> podcast. He's going to be doing it.
0: Yeah. So that's what I meant there. Yes. I did not mean that it, it scares me that people are listening to the show. I love that.
1: Yeah. You're kind of in awe of it.
0: Yeah. I'm blown yeah. away. I'm yeah. blown away. And it's, it's, it really, what, what I love about it is it all started out as just a whim. Mm-hmm. You know, I was literally dealing with some folks at iTunes. Um, they're starting all their Apple podcasts, this whole new push there. And they're asking me about the show. And one of the things I said to them was I said, I never planned that, Anae and I never planned. It was like, let's do a couple shows. Here we are, 82 yeah. episodes. And we never really planned that people would be listening to it. So now I feel like it's a huge responsibility. Um, yeah. You know?
1: But I like it. It really is one of my favorite things that I do.
0: I do like it too. And uh, this week's show is a term that you said, and, I, and I'm gonna let you guys all know, I've worked in radio for, I gosh like 15 years. I don't know what it is. Sometimes there's words I cannot say. Uh-huh. And this is how this whole episode came about because we were talking about body autonomy.
1: Yeah, body or bodily autonomy. Uh-huh.
0: Bodily autonomy. And yeah. I, the, the word autonomy... I, it just it wasn't coming out of my mouth and you were like why can't you say that word yeah but it led us to discuss body autonomy and all of your ideas and thoughts and everything that you believe in and everything that you've talked to. it's in your book everything but also it it made me realize that a lot of the work that you're doing right now with older kids mm-hmm. has a lot to do with maybe body autonomy not being a priority on our list as parents when, when we're raising our kids. And, and when I say that, I mean, obviously we're always talking to our, our children about their bodies and, you know. You Hopefully,
1: know, you, yeah. Well, you know, and
0: it, it, I think for everybody, it, the number one thing is, is as our kids get older, you know, you talk about it so much because you don't want anything bad to ever happen, you mm-hmm. know. So-and-so touched me the wrong way. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, I wish I would have explained to my son or daughter, mm-hmm. hey, this is your body, your kingdom. You, you, run, yep. you run the rules. But when you and I started talking about it one of the things, and I may be speaking for some of our listeners, and I may be not. I feel that it's so hard for sometimes parents to talk about, and we've talked about sex education, we've talked about uh, our bodies, and, and the communication in the household mm-hmm. with just having clear communications with our kids. But I feel sometimes there's just a stop block in front of uh, our our in front of us when we talk to our children about their their body parts, yep. uh, sex, mm-hmm. um, and, and not so much today's episode about sex, but just about how their body is their kingdom yeah. and, and how important it is to start that conversation with them so early on. So today I was like, look, let's tackle that. Because I know a lot of parents who listen to the show have a lot of young kids. Mm-hmm. And just that concept, and, I, and like I said, I'm probably going to mess up the word a million times today, body autonomy. Mm-hmm. it, The whole concept, To me, was so interesting in the way you were discussing it with me uh, when you were making fun of me that I couldn't say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it just sounded like a song to me. Body autonomy, like so, for our bad religion fans out there, I can just imagine them having a whole song about your rights and your body. So, with that said, turn it over to Anea. Explain this concept: body autonomy. For me and all the listeners.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So, and I want to just say that this is um, this is an important building block to, um, Joe is trying to distract me now. Sorry. This is an important building block for a bunch of topics um, that hopefully we're going to do some more, uh, some more episodes around. But so b- body autonomy is basically like teaching kids that they're the boss of their own body, which is extraordinarily important. Um, because if we want them to be able to stay connected and love their bodies, take good care of their bodies, but also in terms of boundary setting, which can be anything from like, you know, in second or third grade, like some kid who's like poking them or hitting them or whatever, knowing, wait a minute, this is my body. You don't get to touch my body without my permission.
0: Wow. I love that you just touched on that. Cause the first thing I think of is someone touching, touching our kids in a, you know sexual right, bad yeah. way. Well, you're saying straight up the kid that's poking you from behind with the pencil. That's right.
1: That's right. Starts there. And exactly. And and not only as the recipient of that, but then when a child, when an individual understands, oh, my body is my body and I know what that feels like and I know that I have the right to be the boss of my own body, then by extension, you also have the right to be the boss of your own body. Mm. And so if you tell me to stop touching you or stop tickling you or stop poking you or whatever... I understand that you're asking. You're just laying down a boundary that that you want respected in the same way that I would want respect it respected for my own body. So it, it's every. It covers everything from sort of like the day to day interactions and keeping our kids connected and and wanting to do good things for their body in terms of nutrition or exercise or whatever. Um, and understanding that they have a say in that, but also in terms of protecting them. And and for, for people that are listening, you know, I, I like the way that you opened it up is, you know, probably, you know, I'm doing a lot of speaking as of late, especially in the state of California, where it was recently mandated that public high schools in the state of California, if they have a health education curriculum, they must include uh, um information on sexual assault prevention and affirmative consent and the reason that that mandate has come to 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 pass is because um, as many of us know unless you've been disconnected from from the news um, over the last few years has been increasing um, uh, light shed on the the extraordinarily disturbing incidents of sexual assault both the college level and the high school level and so um, if you have kids that are adolescents, there's there's bits here that, you know, I, this is not meant for you to be like, oh gosh, this is all my fault, but there's still ways for you to address this issue and be reinforcing the idea that they have the right to have autonomy, bodily autonomy.
0: Well, th- what I loved about the idea of tackling this concept and, and this idea, which which I love, is so important for parents because I remember just the way my parents would talk to me about sex and... Uh, we never had the conversation of like, it was more about just, you got to act like a gentleman and, yeah. and and this and that, but it was never so sp- specific as using the words that you're using today. At what age do you start this type of education with your son or daughter?
1: Um, I would argue pretty much as soon as they can, they have understanding. We do it anyway. So h- here's the thing is we're already, when we're uh, bathing our kids, right? When they're, you know, even from the time they're itty bitty babies and they're completely like preverbal, we are still saying like, "Oh, there's your hand. There's your foot. Look at your knee. Here's your leg. Look at those chubby legs. You know, blah blah blah. Your ears. Your eyes. Your nose. Think about the head and shoulders song. Like here's where we start to fail. So we're teaching them already. I, I guarantee anybody who's listening who already has, even if you have a newborn, you're talking to that child hopefully, and you're you're using words. You're talking about their body to them. What you're probably not doing is is talking about all the parts of their body. And just by way of example, um, when you look at the head and shoulder song, which is typically taught in like kindergarten head and shoulders, knees and, toes, knees and toes, knees and toes, knees and toes, head and shoulders, knees and toes, eyes, ears, mouth and nose. Well, think about that. Visualize all of those words I just said. There's Seems a whole like section of our body that's missing. A yeah. whole big section, like basically from like our chest, you know, down to our like thighs, we have just missed. And what that teaches kids is that those are parts of their body that are not to be spoken about because why are mommy and daddy talking about all these other parts of my body and I talk about my fingers and I talk about my nose and my eyes and my ears and but nobody's talking about my genitals nobody's talking about my bum all of these things and so it's really 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 important as part of teaching a child that they're the boss of their own body that they understand Uh, different parts of their body, and they have names, correct scientific names for their bodies. So I understand, and this is sort of a, you know, we we often just repeat the same things our parents did. Um, As much as you may feel inclined as a parent to give your child's genitals little pet names or silly names... There, there's a lot a lot of problem with that in terms of we want them to be able to communicate if anything from something hurting for them in that in their in their genital area being able to name the, the part of their body and this is what hurts. but also if somebody ever touched our child in a way that was inappropriate, we would want them to have correct language to be able to to communicate that to us. And then overall, like you know sort of the overarching message is if we can't speak about something out loud and, and call it what it is, the, the message that our child gets is that there that must be something that's not to be talked about. So I better not talk about it. I better just keep it in private. If there's something wrong or somebody touches me or blah, 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 that's a secret. And you do not want to set your child up for that.
0: So important that you brought that up because when you and I originally were talking about doing this show, I was making a joke with you that I feel that a lot of the parents... Uh, when, you know, I'll take a dad, for example, mm-hmm. in, and, you know, they're talking to their son or daughter. You know, there's always a question, at least at least in our household, when um, baseball, because we're a big baseball family, and um, I remember my daughter was asking me about, like, what's the batting average? And I, like, I knew how to explain them I'm like, you take the average of games, multiply, you know, boom, 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 boom. This is how you get, you sit there for, you know, you could spend hours discussing batting average, and then all of a sudden, you know, you want to talk about different people's batting averages and why this person had this and why this player had this and how it was bad batting at here, boom, 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 boom. Yep. And then all of a sudden your son or daughter throws out, hey, you know, why uh, Why does my penis do this? Yes. Or what is the vagina? Or does the penis go yep. inside the vagina to make a person like me? Yep. And it is a showstopper for some yes. people. Now I'm gonna throw out, I, I, this, this is my advice, just Joe Sib throwing out advice because that's what I do. <laughs> you know, just throwing out my little side shot is yep. that I... Totally believe that anything you're gonna do, you need practice at. You know, if if, if you're gonna go surfing, you, you know, you don't start out at Mavericks. You're like, hey, I'm gonna learn how to boogie board. Hey, I'm gonna learn. How, I'm gonna start out here. It's skateboarding. Um, I'm using all these sports that a lot of our listeners are probably like, how old is the guy that co-hosts this show? <laughs> no, California to the bone. Uh, what my point being is anything we do in this world, we practice, uh, and and I'll get good at it, to get good at it. And and it's a language. It's a language. And what I'll say is this practice with your partner. And I know it sounds silly. How you would start and how you would drop into these conversations about saying the word vagina, saying the word penis, saying the word anus, saying the word bottom, saying you know coming up with all these words because you know as as we all know as soon as you start to say those words there is like when I say the word vagina it's so serious and 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 this this look comes over my face which I learned from doing this show that if I don't say that word with confidence if I don't say the word penis uh, if I don't say if I don't talk about these topics with the confidence that I need to have in front of my son or daughter. What I've learned from the show is that that look on your face it translates to them as shame. Translates to them as dad doesn't know what he's talking and, about. And his anger. And you know what else? And, and, and it also anger and then also fear. Yes. Like this is a scary thing yes. for mom or dad. Perfect. So yes. I'm throwing it out there that practice and it's like I you know when I started doing stand up comedy you know you get you go to these open mics and and it's brutal. But I remember someone said to me, he goes, the reason you go to the open mic is you want to learn how to hold the mic in your hand. You want to learn how to talk into the microphone. Okay, great. So what I'm saying is it's almost, I don't want you guys to go and do open mics and talk about penises and vaginas, which a lot of the open mics, that is a big topic at at these things. But I would say practice. So that when it, you need to drop into this conversation with your son or daughter, that you have already said those words, you yep. feel, and I know it's silly, but it really will make a difference.
1: It, it, it absolutely will. Absolutely will. So a couple of things. First of all, brilliant point about, you know, if you're not comfortable speaking these words, speaking about a, a penis or a vulva, and let's, I want to just make sure everybody gets correct language, right? A vagina is an internal organ. The vulva is, it, is what we refer to as the, sort of that I had entire a vulva female- for-
0: God, we, such, when I grew oh my up, God, such, my dad had a brown Volvo. I loved geez, it.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> um, anyway, I just there, love the
0: fact that you said that I was brilliant.
1: Uh, well, it's, but here's why. It's the first because time
0: my name's been associated with, with brilliant the word brilliant on Rad Parenting. Here's
1: why you're brilliant. Uh, some people, some folks, really highly educated folks, got together and they did a study, and they determined that a child will read. If a, if, a, if a parent or an adult that they're close to is actually expressing shame or embarrassment or discomfort, that the child will read it as anger. And when a child reads a reaction, especially from a parent is anger, what that communicates to them is, uh-oh, this is not this is not a safe question. This is not a safe topic. Mommy or daddy, you mad at me, blah, blah, blah. And so we really, to your point, it's really, really important that we get comfortable, that we practice in the mirror, in our car, with our partners, saying those keywords repeatedly because it is a language. And the more we use it, like any language, the more fluent, the more comfortable that we're going to be when we use it.
0: I love it. Hey, I want to get into the correct topics. The, of all the words and all the words that we we need to use when yeah. we're talking about uh, body autonomy. I also want to drop more into um, the whole, I, I don't want to say revolution, but like all the stuff you were telling me about, like Captain Underpants. Yes, and, yes, and,
1: yes, let's do it.
0: And I love all that. We're going to hear uh, a word from our sponsor right now, uh, more with Anaya and Joe Sib here on Rad Parenting right after this. Hey, it's Joe Sib back. To Rad Parenting. We are doing a show today dedicated to body autonomy. And Anea, you were going to tell us the right terms. And, you know, just, I know I said penis, vagina, but you said, hey, vagina's internal. Actually,
1: vulva. Vulva is the. There yes. you go. Vulva is the actual correct term, um, and a, a vagina is part of the vulva. It's the it's an internal organ. It's the opening, not the entire thing, which we've been misusing that word for a very long time. And and the way you know there's ways to and there's there's there are countries in the world, believe it or not, who have had tremendous success by starting to teach um, kids from the time they're in preschool or kinder, just starting with that, like the basics of these are all the parts of your body. And and the, I love one of my own teachers taught me that you, with little ones, you use the term body scientist, like we're going to become body scientists and body scientists have lots of questions and they, they come up with, you know, they, they talk about really interesting words that maybe not everybody talks about and, and we're going to get really good at this.
0: I love that. And Great it, concept. And that, that
1: whole approach makes it fun. It makes it exciting. It, you know, all of these things are, are part of that. So there are ways to approach this to make it uh, age appropriate, not just in terms of the content, but in the delivery so that they feel like you are in a natural, calm state. And, you know, wh- another thing that I thought was brilliant when I first heard it is think about this, just to sort of put this into perspective. If your five-year-old came home and said, I want to understand when I eat food, where it goes, like what happens? I know it goes into my tummy, but then what happens? Cause I feel like my tummy would be really big with all the food that I've eaten over my, you know, my whole life. And you would be like, My kid is a freaking genius. Digestion? My kid wants to know about digestion. We are going to get books. We're going to go to the library. We're going to hop on the computer. We're going to do a project together. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, you'd be telling your relatives about how smart your five-year-old is because they're asking about digestion. Their their genitals are just a couple inches lower. And if your kid came home with the same curiosity and asked about their, their penis or their vulva or whatever, you would probably freak out. Even if it was a little bit internally, and you only showed a little bit on the outside, and we have to put that into perspective and be like, "Huh, like this is a core part of my child's body. I want him or her to be able to uh, to um, navigate how to take care of it, how to keep it safe. Their their right to say who touches them and who doesn't. And and think about this. You know, I'm straddling this this broad age group where when I'm speaking to high school students, I'm introducing to many of them for the first time this idea that they are the boss of their own body.
0: So there there lies the question I have. When you actually are face-to-face with these teenagers, mm-hmm. do you say to them, hey, I gotta ask you a question. Did mom or dad ever bring up, you, you know, you're know, you in control of your own body? No, but that don't, would be don't don't a really do, great. Did, have you ever just had that? I'd love for you to ask them. Yeah. Just I, like, hey, how are you brought up? Yeah. Because one of the things you just said really quick a second ago, he used to say, hey, if your, if your son or daughter started talking about, hey, what's up with my penis? What's up with my bobo? That, mm-hmm. the, that we might freak out. I think the people that are listening to this show, I'm just going to throw it out there. I don't think they'd freak out, but I think because they're listening to Rad Parenting, yeah. so it's, it's going to be less of a freak out. But what, I, what I'll what i go back to is what we talked about a few times over the last couple of weeks is being prepared for that question that gets fired at you before it does, yes, because you—we had a whole—I I, want to say two weeks ago—we talked about sitting down with your partner and just being like, "Hey, check it out." When so and so you know comes down and says, "Can you explain to me how Volvo, what my Volvo, what my penis?" Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Um, Th- that that you, we're ready to answer I
1: love that you're calling a vulva uh, the name of Did a I keep bar. saying it wrong. You keep saying Volvo. Okay. Volvo. Anyway, well we got it. We okay. Volva. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Well, that's why that's why our tagline That's tag why we doing the show. <laughs> that, and that's why the tagline for our show is she's the expert, he's not. That's I swear to god, I am so happy that I'm the he's not because all our listeners are like he's pretty stupid, Anae is not. <laughs> okay. With oh. no, with all that said though it's the preparation for these conversations. Yes. but it is interesting with these conversations that you're having with these these kids in high school mm-hmm. and in colleges in there's you know if you're in college, I hope you're a smart person that mm-hmm. that they're having to have this taught to them now. Yes, that's and it, scary. And
1: think when we draw the parallel again with this being just another language, it is much more difficult, ladies and gentlemen, we all know this. It is much more difficult to learn a new language the older that you get. When you start to speak a language, you know, when you're little and your brain is a sponge and your ability to have multiple languages filtering through, the more fluent you're going to be. And this is an extraordinarily important concept because although you know we could do multiple shows on all the various causes of the sexual assault epidemic right now, Um, if we just look at one fundamental piece and say, if young people were moving through the world with a basic core understanding that I am the boss of my own body, that having bodily autonomy is an inherent right every single human being has, then there would be an understanding that not only am I always allowed to set a boundary and be like, this feels good, that doesn't. Yes, you can touch me. No, you can't, whatever. And by extension, so can this person whose body I really want to touch, but maybe I haven't asked permission or I haven't gotten an enthusiastic, yes, you know, yes, I want you to touch my body either verbally or overtly in some other in some other way that we say yes it, it, with, uh, with enthusiasm. Um, I really believe that that would have an impact on the rates of sexual assault. And part of the reason I say that is because when I, you know, the, I've done a lot of research on especially some of the young men who have been the perpetrators of sexual assault and I genuinely believe that there they lacked understanding of what appropriate boundaries, what they were allowed and not allowed to do, what it what it, uh, silence meant, that silence did not mean, yes, yes, I want you to touch me. And so to me, it's like, if we can set the building blocks when our children are young and really uh, um, teach and affirm in a variety of ways that they have this inherent right to be the boss of their own body, another really fun way of describing it to little people is, um, is you're the captain of your own underpants. So that idea of just making it fun and reinforcing in ways that are are age appropriate and are going to be memorable to them, but that they, as they move into adolescence and their bodies start to change instead of being afraid of puberty, they can be like, oh, I get it. Like my body is doing things and anything I don't understand, I can ask about because that's totally natural. It's totally natural for me to ask questions about all parts of my body. I wanna understand all parts of my body, not be afraid of them, not be afraid to speak up about them, not be afraid to set boundaries around them. Um, so this is a really, really, really important um, bit of information for us as parents, I think.
0: Yeah, and, and when you're laying it out that way that you're talking to these students and and that realizing that these conversations did not happen, it all goes back to someone was awkward. Someone felt they felt their own shame. And it, and it, you know, I remember it and it, it has to go in a circle all the time of how we you and I were raised. Yeah. How our listeners, like I'm sure our listeners, and you know what? It'd be cool. Hit us an email. How did your mom and dad, how did your uh parents, uh, you know, in your household explain to you some of the things that we're talking about today on the show. Hit us up, radparenting at gmail.com and, and let us know because it's It's interesting to hear different people's and and let us know too if you're like, hey I was one of the I was one of the ones that had to figure it all out on my own yeah and I, I think that's important to hear as well i you know I just remember a little thing it it always stuck with me I, I was in I was in a grocery store and I was looking at um there was all these magazines, and my grandma, my little italian yeah lady uh came over and I remember it was just a go-to when I was a kid go to this, she'd go to do whatever she had to do. And I'd go to the magazine section and I would just kick back. You remember Cosmopolitan? Mm-hmm. Does that magazine still mm-hmm. exist? Mm-hmm. I would just sit there. And every once in a while in Cosmopolitan, they had, you know, like a naked woman in there. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I remember as a kid, it was my mom and dad were like, yeah, naked, naked, naked man, naked woman. It's cool. Yeah. Like there was books around the house. No problem. But I'll never forget when my grandma walked over and caught me looking at Cosmopolitan in front of everyone. She had a full-on meltdown. Yeah. you know. Now, yeah. granted, she was a woman from Italy, so yeah. She was, you know, but she, that it,
1: shaming was potent. It, it imprinted
0: it you. Fazed me. Yeah. Yep. And to this day, whenever I see Cosmopolitan, I'm, <laughs> you have a little a little I'm, hitch in your step. I have a little, yeah. I get a little, I get a little, I get a little, you know, neck tweak, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> and I want to go and look at it, but I'm afraid that she'll come from the grave and yep. just, you know, be there. Joey, like, Joey, stop looking at naked women. Um, but it was such a it was such a huge moment in my life. I could only imagine if you were living in a household where. You, where that might be with the whole topic yes. of everything that's going on below the waist.
1: Yes. And, and we're not going
0: to talk about it. This
1: is an exciting time to be uh, a parent in that this-
0: So you use the word exciting- <laughs> uh, yes,
1: I, I do, and 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 especially with regard to this this whole this whole piece of, of parenting and and helping our children feel a sense of body autonomy, um, is there are some amazing books out there now, like some super conscious people that have done a lot of thinking around this subject and have written tremendous books with just great like photos and 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 not even just like photos. I'm not suggesting like just photos of like genitals. I'm talking about like helping children understand how their bodies work, that they've got all these different parts. There's even some great books that give the basics about like, and here's how babies are made. Like, it's just, it's a And So that's why I say it's a phenomenal time. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to go there and figure out like all the bits of how you're gonna talk to your kid about this. Um, I would just say a good rule of thumb is Treat all parts of their body equally in terms of how you speak about them. If you're not yet comfortable, to your point, do do a little practice with your partner, friends, rehearse exactly so you get good at it. And then, you know, don't be afraid to like tap into some of these resources out there, these tremendous children's books that will help you. Buy them, read them with your partner, figure out the ones that are most in line with, you know, your comfort level, your sort of your values and the way that you feel comfortable. Um... Uh, teaching this to your children, what you think your individual child will respond to, get and then and then start bedtime stories. You know, just like any other bedtime story. And and I'm telling you that the it is one of the most important uh, teachings. I think that we we can offer our children in terms of their overall wellness and ability to keep themselves safe and and not and also to to um, respect other other children's and other people's boundaries with their own bodies.
0: And, and I can't agree hundred percent hundred percent with you, but also. You are, it's one of the shows that we've done where not only is it an idea and a concept, but you can back it up with, if you don't do this, you don't want your son or daughter to be one of these kids that Anaya meets at one of these uh, these speaking events mm-hmm. that she has talking about sexual assault. And they're they're like, no one ever talked to me about it. Yeah. And I'm 19 years old. Yeah. Hey, I'm 20 years old, you know, and uh, I'm a sophomore in college and no one's ever, yeah. no one ever talked about this. Now yeah. I get it. And hey, you know, don't leave it to the internet to have your kids get their education on uh, uh the appropriate words and terms and just everything.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: You have an opportunity, you control your destiny and also your kids. I love that, I love that. Uh, Before we get out of here, I know that you wanted to let everyone know that you want to put together like a three part series.
1: Yes. So, on... yeah. So, my intention is to put together a three part series on sexual health education for parents um, to deliver with their children. The fact is, particularly in this country, um, that we are failing miserably in terms of making sure that this core. Uh, and key component of our humanity is being shared, and that our kids are being appropriately educated, adequately educated is really the word that I should use. Um, and and we we know from countries that are that start teaching sexual health education from the time kids are in kindergarten that their pregnancy rates, teen pregnancy rates, are like. I mean, so, so, so low compared to here in the United States, um, that uh, rates of abortion, et cetera, are all much lower because when kids have information about their bodies and about their, their, themselves as sexual beings, that they have, they're better equipped to navigate safely, um, not only physically, but also emotionally and psychologically.
0: So we'll pull that together in the future. We
1: will pull that together in the near future.
0: Love it. Hey, uh, before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone that I'm going to be in Seattle, uh, telling the jokes and uh, probably saying the word penis at least once or twice in the show. It'll be at the Rendezvous Theater on September twenty first. Uh, that is Thursday. And if you want tickets for that, you can go to Brown uh, Paper. Tickets.com, type in Joe Sib, and you can get tickets to that show. Uh, and um, all the rad parenting get a promo code uh, two for one tickets. That's right, two for one tickets for this show in Seattle. I know we have a ton of people up there, and that will be uh, you just type in the promo code Joe Sib22. Joe Sib22. And then the next night, the 22nd, Friday, I will be at the Hawthorne Lounge doing a show that's going to be super, super cool in Portland, Oregon. That's right. So come on out. I know we have a ton of listeners in Portland, Oregon, and you need to come out to that show because it'll be a blast. And that'll be going on September 22nd in Portland, Oregon at the Hawthorne Lounge. You get tickets at uh, Thrasher Presents, I believe. Or just Google it and they'll have a ticket link for you. And then also want to let you guys all know that... We have a big show, Stand Up for Girls. Tickets are on sale. It's October 1st. It's a killer lineup. So far on the lineup, we got Pete Holmes. Uh, I'm going to be hosting the night, yep. so that's going to be super, Natasha super fun. Legero. Yeah,
1: Uh, yeah. We have a
0: special guest And all the proceeds go to Stand Up for Girls I was a part of this show um, the year before last It's always packed You go to improv.com right now Type in location, Hollywood And then click on October 1st Get your tickets now It is a great, great event And the best part is you get to meet Anae and I in person Like we're hanging out And you get to come up and go, what up? And and your
1: ticket is tax deductible Because we're a 501c3
0: There you go there you go. And then you can just uh, ask Aenea like random questions after you've had a few margaritas. Yes. You know, just say, hey, like, hey <laughs> I got a question about my kids. Why do I hate them? No, you can't say that. <laughs> With all that said, thank you guys so much for listening to Rad Parenting. My name is Joe Sib. And Aenea Bogue. We'll see you guys all next week. Later. Late. Late.